Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Well, welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everybody. It's your host, Natalie Abbott, and today is our second conversation with Crystal Payne, and we are going to be talking about what does it mean to renew our minds. Um, for those of you who are memorizing our verse along with us, it's from Romans 12, too, and it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I am just excited. Welcome back, Crystal. I am excited to hear about um, what does it look like to be um, transformed by renewing our minds. You know, it's so interesting that you picked this verse and then asked me if I could talk about this because this is something that has been such a big part of my story. And actually, Mm. I wrote this book that came out recently called Love Center Parenting, and a big part of that is this foundational thing of understanding how much we are loved by God, which is part of renewing our mind. If we don't have that foundation for us to love our kids well, for us to love anyone well, it's really hard to do because if you don't believe that you're loved by the creator of the universe, how are you going to have any love to pour out to others? But for me, this was really this process of four years ago, um, one of my kids just kind of hit rock bottom and they spiraled out and I start Love Center Parenting, the book with talking about walking into the emergency room and saying my child's suicidal. And what that's like as a parent and in that space where it just felt so hopeless and I felt so helpless that Mm -hmm. God met me there and in these just little ways he started to just show me okay here's the next step like we talked about in our last episode sometimes he just gives you light for the next step and Mm -hmm. so he he started just opening up you know here's here's the next thing to do and I really had to relearn how to parent all over again because I was parenting from this place of trying to fix and micromanage and bubble wrap my kids and I really wanted to be their savior and holy spirit like I kind of feel like that's my job as a parent you know a good parent I'm going to make sure that my kids do the right things and and it came from you know it was it wasn't a bad place but it was a dysfunctional place and it really had to do with the fact that I didn't understand how much I was loved by God. And I didn't understand that because I was letting lies take up so much resonance in my head. And so these lies of things like you're a failure, you're a disappointment to everyone around you, um, you know, and that you are not a good mom and just letting those lies just simmer over and over and over in my head. And I was focusing so much on myself in that. And, um, I had to really begin to recognize those are lies. Like that is what does scripture say? Does it say that I am a failure? Does it say that I am a disappointment? Does it say that I'm constantly, you know, just a complete mess? Actually, you know, if you look at what God says about me, he says, I'm beautiful. I'm redeemed. I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm forgiven. And I am enough in him. But I had let those lies just stay in my head so much that they had become the labels that I wore 
and what I led with. So I would walk into situations and those lies were leading me. So I would believe, you know, I am a disappointment and I am not enough and I am a failure. So you walk into a room and you're meeting new people and that's what you're leading with instead of the truth of who I am in Christ and letting that truth wash over me. And so for me, it was this real process of having to recognize the lies, but not, that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to just recognize the lies. Then I had to replace the lies with truth. And so Mm -hmm. I started really saying, what does God say about me in his word? And really reading scripture, holding it up to, you know, what does God say about me? And these things that I'm allowing to just fester in my mind, is that truth? And so to call those out as lies, the things that I'm thinking about myself, the things that I'm saying about myself, call it out as lies, and then replace those lies with truth. And when I started to do that, it took time. It was not an overnight thing. But as I did it over and over and over and over, it started to really reframe the way that I thought, the way that I approached all of life, parenting and relationships and just life in general, to truly believe that I am loved by the creator of the universe, that I am forgiven that I am enough in him, that I can stand confidently in him, that I'm redeemed, that I'm chosen, that I'm beautiful and letting Mm -hmm. that be my truth and living out of that truth. And it was so interesting because when I was writing this book, I started to um, research about neuroscience and there's all this brain science that actually backs up the fact that we can create new pathways for our brain. So we don't have to be stuck in this, you know, just constantly believing those lies. If we recognize it as lies and then replace those lies with truth, we can actually rewire our brain. And I really believe that when scripture talks about Mm -hmm. renewing our mind, that's what we're actually called to do. We're called to believe the truth and live in the truth and live out of that truth. And if we cram so much truth in our minds, there's not going to be space for all those lies to take up residence. And so that's what I am really passionate about. That's one of the reasons that I wrote this book, Love Center Parenting, was to really challenge parents and everyone to not let those lies be what you lead with, but to have the truth be what you live under Because you know what? The truth is what's going to set you free. Amen. That is awesome. I love, like, you basically just talked through our verse for us. Mm -hmm. I mean, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. I think sometimes we think of that as being, um, you know, the sinful things in the world. But, But I think really what you're talking about here is the lies that we believe, the lies that the world tells us about ourselves. If you're not doing this, this, and this, then you're not good mm-hmm. enough, you're failing, whatever. Um, but to, to instead of having that pattern in your mind and your thinking on how who you are, um, that if you are putting God's word in, if you are being renewed by God's word, there is this transformation that happens. Mm-hmm. And then everything looks different. And I love that the science bears that out. I think that's amazing. Mm. So tell me a little bit more about this. Like, so you kind of, this is the, the um, structure behind um, that experience and coming through kind of the hardship that you came out of with your daughter. But that being sort of the catalyst of this this kind of movement in your heart and understanding God's love for you. Like what else, how, how else can you kind of fill in some of the details for us on that? 
Yes, and so for me, it really was once I started replacing those lies with truth and just committing to do that. And it's not fun. It's not, <laughs> you know, it's not something that you're like, because it's a lot of work. Our pastor calls it the good hard work, you know, of, of really renewing your mind is not something that's easy. If it were easy, we'd all be doing it. But what you think about really does dictate how you live. Mm. And so thinking about what is your mind going to when you're just kind of, you know, you're showering or you're washing dishes or you're driving, really paying attention to Mm. where is your brain going? What are you allowing to take up residence in your brain? And for me, when I started replacing that with the truth and living out of that truth, one of the questions that I ask myself is, how would loved me live? And I got this question from, I was listening to a podcast, uh, the Trim Healthy Mama podcast. They had a guest on and she was talking about this, her negative narrative that she'd had in her Mm. head. And she started asking herself, how would loved me live? And I was like, I don't, I don't believe If if I'm being really honest, I don't believe that I'm fully loved. I believe that I still need to do more, strive harder, Mm. be better, attain some level of perfection before I'm going to be loved. And not not only in my relationship with others, but also my relationship with the Lord. And I said, but that's not what scripture says. You know, when Jesus died on the cross and he said, it is finished. I don't have to be more, do more, try harder, strive more to attain something in order to receive his love. I am loved. I am chosen. I am forgiven. I am beautiful. And so how would loved me live? And I started asking that when I would walk into a situation, you know, it's like Bible study at church and I'm going to go meet these new women. (laughs) How would loved me live? Well, I wouldn't focus on myself. I wouldn't think about, you know, do I need to say the right words? I need to make sure that I'm going to, you know, come Mm. across in a way that people are going to like me. I would just know I'm wholeheartedly loved. And so I can just go and love people well. Or when someone criticizes my parenting, how would loved me respond? And I'm not going to feel like I have to be all defensive. Mm -hmm. If I need to own something, if I need to ask forgiveness for something, then do that. But I don't have to try to defend myself or, you know, kind of grovel to someone to try to make them like me Mm. because I'm loved. And so that just renewing my mind of focusing on the truth and Mm. writing the truth places and reminding myself, I love how you guys are memorizing verses every month because it's really like God's word it is the truth and it impacts every area of our life and having his word in our hearts so that we can at the ready, you know, just remind ourselves of those truths. And then when Satan is trying to get us to believe those lies, we can be like, no, 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 here is the truth. <laughs> That's right. And actually That's right. speaking God's word out loud of the truth of what he says about me, mm. it can just really change everything. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, I I love the idea of asking that question. I feel like that reminds me a little bit of the Enneagram. Like if you're living out your, you know, your best version of your number, you kind of act more like this. And if you're not, you look like that. And I feel like that was a helpful thing to me the first time I kind of discovered that about the Enneagram. But I feel like it can be a really helpful tool. But I just love that idea of how would... If I'm, if I am truly living in the truth, if I'm believing what I say that I believe, how does that look? How does loved Natalie behave? And I would just challenge our listeners right now to think about like, if, 
even if you are just a, a newbie beginning person who is just getting to a place where you're like, does God really love me? Like, if that is true, if the God of the universe loves you, how does that alter the way that you react, respond, see yourself? It should, it should change everything. And for those of you ladies like me who have been doing this for a little while, that's the, it's the same question for you. Like, we, we have so much head knowledge here in the West about Jesus and the Bible and all the things, and we can listen to all this stuff, but, like, where's your heart at? How does your life, how is your life not reflecting the love that, that God has for you in Christ? And how can you look more like that? How can, how does the person who understands and really believes that and in their heart, how does that look like? So I just love that question, Crystal. So good. So good. Well, thanks for joining me today. And I'm excited about next time, our last time with Crystal, we are going to be really digging deep into What does it look like? So how does this renewal look when the rubber meets the road? So I'm excited for next time to be talking more in depth, practical, you know, what's this going to look like in my own life? So do join us next week as we dive deeper into this word. Um, And thanks so much, Crystal, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.